Hello everybody and welcome to the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. This is D Graves. I'm here with my friend Jason Colvin. I've got my vodka poisoned by Chernobyl with a splash <laughs> of tab in my Marty the Moose cup and Jason is here with his dicky showing. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay, we, before we get started, let's go through our, our Christmas list, right? Okay, this yeah. is a Christmas episode. Yeah. Let's go through our Christmas list, All okay? Right. Yeah. So, we, we got uh, we got Blaine Peterson. Towel. <laughs> David Wright. Towel. James Buckley. Towel. Eddie Aicino. VCR. <laughs> hey, most of these are towels. What can we say? <laughs> We love our patrons. We're just, just we're totally we, just kidding. We, just, we, we would love to have you here, have our own Manson family style Christmas <laughs> here at the Shirley Podcast. Hopefully next year we can make that happen. Hey, if you are not a Patreon, you need to be because we've got some great episodes on our Patreon page. Yeah. And for as little as $5 a month, you get all of them. Hey, it's Christmas time. If you guys want to give Jason and I a gift for Christmas, maybe just say, hey, we're going to give these guys... Five bucks a month. And in return, we give them more podcasts. We give you more episodes. We give you, if you do the little higher things, we give you gifts and fun stuff. And plus, you get to join in the chats that we have on the Patreon page, which are also a lot of fun. If you ask Kevin Davis, Kevin subscribed at the Duke Brothers level, and he got a cup, and he got the wireless headset. It's the first wireless, like, Bluetooth headset he had ever had. He was like, this is amazing. I can walk away from the computer. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, right? 21st century, Kevin. Great. That's right. That's right. By the way, we still have our Stranger Things socks we need to give out. Oh, yeah, we definitely do. Go to our YouTube page, subscribe to the YouTube page, comment on there, see what you think. We've got a couple of videos out there now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Go check those things out and make sure your nipples aren't showing. <laughs> hey, I can barely see them nipples. And he's really looking. <laughs> this is going to be a quote fest. Okay, Jason, before we go any further... Do you know what season it is? It's Christmas season. It's World Cup season. I was extremely disappointed at the turnout at the bar for World Cup in Shawnee, Oklahoma. It turns out it's not a really big thing in some of the smaller rural areas, but for the rest of the world, it's huge. It's the biggest sporting event of the year. And one of the teams, first time I watched the World Cup, the winning team was a team from Germany. The German name for the team is interesting. You ready? You ready for this? Yeah. Deutsch Football National Manshaft. Manshaft means it's time to go to manscaped.com and use your Serious 20 coupon to get yourself all cleaned up. Let's just say that Germany for this particular World Cup was unable to penetrate the box. Here's what I think the problem was. They had trouble with their balls Yeah. because the grass was too long. <laughs> you gotta trim the pitch, boys. You gotta trim that field. And that you can do today by going to our sponsor, manscaped.com, and you use our promo code SERIOUS20. You will get 20% off of whatever your Christmas item is for this season, and you'll get free shipping. Put your balls on the world stage. <laughs> Whack it. Whack it. We have got Scrooged with Mr. Bill Murray, and we've got Christmas Vacation with Mr. Chevy Chase. Where are we going to put a podcast this big? Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> 
Thank you. You, you teed that up nicely <laughs> for me. All right. So we need to jump into these two movies because there's just chock full of stuff. Yeah. And so I don't want to talk anymore. I just want to do it. Let's just jump in right now. Let's start off with Scrooged, shall okay, we? Okay, sure. Scrooged came out in 88. Yeah. Christmas Vacation came out in 89. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So we've got Scrooged came out first, and this was Bill Murray's return. And this is based on A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, right? Yes, yes. And I think that our normal listeners would expect me to go back to Charles Dickens Day. I was waiting for you. You were waiting for that, right? Yeah. I'm not going to go back that far. Okay. I'm going to go back to October 3rd, 1926. <laughs> so almost that far. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So October 3rd, if you'll remember, that's my birthday. Yes. It was about a 1926. Half, half a century or so before I was born. But anyway, another guy was born that day named Marty Simmons. Okay. Marty Simmons grows up, early 20s, gets a job as a newspaper reporter in New York City, and his one of his main beats is to cover restaurants. And so this group of business investors comes to him and said, hey, we have got this idea where if you've got a membership to this club, you can just pay with credit. You don't have to use cash. And he's like, yeah, I'm not really. I'm a cash guy. I don't need to do that. And like, we'll cut you in on the business. He's like, okay, tell me what you want to do. And so he went to several of these restaurants, got them to agree to this thing, and Marty Simmons, in February of 1950, was the first person in the world to use a credit card. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now... Marty is a guy with many talents. He wrote, obviously, as a journalist. He started this business that they called the Diners Club. Ah. One of the founding members of the Diners Club. And about uh, 25 years later, he gets involved with a publishing company called National Lampoon. Get out of town. Marty Simmons is one of the key members of the National Lampoon organization. He was part of the National Lampoon players. He was involved in that business. He expanded them to radio, to television and, of course, to movies. Right. And he was a part of National Lampoon Animal House, the original National Lampoon Vacation, and, of course, Christmas Vacation as well. Uh huh. But I said we were going to start off with Scrooge, didn't I? You did say that. Now, I mentioned he was one of the guys that was with the National Lampoon players. Well, one day, one of those players comes up to him, and he's the, he's the business end. They're like, hey, you know, I've got to go. I can't keep working here. i got to go do something else. And he's like, well, we don't have an understudy for you. You, you can't just leave. We, we need you. And the guy's like, uh, you know what? My younger brother, he's really good. You should just use him. He's upstairs working at the radio anyway. And the guy's like, huh, I guess. I mean, can he act? And he goes like, well, let me have him audition for you and you'll see. Well, the guy that was leaving was Brian Doyle Murray. And the guy that came in was Mr. Bill Murray. And that is how Bill Murray got his start at National Lampoon. I am all kinds of nobody in here coming out before me. All those that get over to all the senior, you know, they're ready by full nightfall of cheer. I swear, by the I forswear. Now beat it! That is fantastic. You teed that up so nicely. So, Brian Doyle Murray, I, I was going to bring this up later when we talked about casting. Yeah. He's in both of these movies. He is in both of these movies. He was in the original National Lampoon Vacation. He was in Caddyshack, mm-hmm. which, of course, is full of National Lampoon folks, yes, right? Yes, yes. Including Bill Murray, Chevy Chase. Yeah. I mean, it was it's all a fest there. By the way, go check out our Caddyshack versus Happy Gilmore episode. We go into great detail about the beginnings of National Lampoon, which are fun. Go check that episode out. Okay, so just a little bit more on Brian Doyle Murray. Go ahead. You bring him up. He was Lou in Caddyshack. Uh-huh. What's that sign say? No fighting. But he plays Mr. Shirley, Clark's boss in Christmas Vacation. Yeah. He also plays 
Frank Cross's dad in Scrooged, but listen to this. In Vacation, he plays the guy who rents them tents in Durango, Colorado. Yeah. Same actor, different characters in the Vacation trilogy, quadrilogy. <laughs> Whatever multi, it might multi be. Trilogy, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it might be, yeah. And they, there are several throwbacks in Scrooge to some of those old movies, not the least of which is Bill Murray taking a drink and this is right after he's seen the ghost and he opens his mouth and a golf ball comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that there's even more like current event type of mentions in Scrooge. Yeah. I mean, you got Mary Lou Retton. Yeah. You got Jamie Farr. Yeah. You got Buddy Wackett. <laughs> Buddy Hackett. Hackett. Yes. Uh, you've got... Uh, Was it Alfalfa or <laughs> Spanky? <laughs> And then you've got uh, Bill Murray specifically saying that his vodka was poisoned by Chernobyl. Yep. Uh, so a lot, lot of fun references for 80s kids who remember that time, you know? Absolutely. I watched it with my son last night. He thought it was hilarious. He didn't have any idea who Mary Lou Retton was. Oh, did he know what Chernobyl was? He's heard of Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. well, that's good. That's so, good. There you go. Okay, so Scrooged starts off with a guy who was in the original skit for Saturday Night Live. Okay. Not John Belushi. Yeah. The other guy. Yeah, okay. Tell me about that. So, very first skit, it's this cold open, Saturday Night Live. John Belushi plays this foreign guy who seems to be going in for some language lessons. (laughs) And the guy who's giving them the language lessons is telling him some of the weirdest phrases. (laughs) I'm going to feed your fingertips to the Wolverines. I am going to feed your fingertips <laughs> yes. to the Wolverines. Yes. And then this guy has a heart attack, falls over and dies. And John Belushi, thinking this is part of the lesson, also has a heart attack and falls over yes. and dies. Yes, he does. Chevy Chase comes out as a stage manager and is the first one to say... Live from New York, it's Saturday night! The guy who's playing the... Language teacher is a guy who's a writer for the show. He had come from National Lampoon. Okay. And it's a guy named Michael O'Donoghue. Okay. As we were, you know, as we do, as we text our Patreon friends, David writes like, I hope you talk about this guy. Right. So, David, I'm sorry, I did not read the Saturday Night Live book that you have, (laughs) but I can tell you that this guy had this idea back in the early 80s, maybe even back into the 70s, of doing another comedy dark style of... A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Okay. I mean, he wanted to scare the Dickens out of people. (laughs) Nobody gets that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody gets me. Okay. So he writes this script. He shows it to Bill Murray later on. Bill Murray's like, eh, it's not so good. And then things happen, you know? Saturday Night Live becomes big. Michael O'Donohue has writing jobs that he continues to do. Then Ghostbusters happens and Bill Murray is huge right and he decides to have his own serious movie called the razor's edge which does very poorly Mm -hmm. and so he is in this situation where he's got this outrageous fame all of a sudden he's suddenly getting panned by the critics for this serious movie that he's done and he basically decides to go into hiding and after four years of being in hiding not doing a single movie except a really small part in a movie called little shop of horrors which is a fantastic movie, by his, the way. His cameo is awesome. Oh, it's great. He plays the masochistic patient of the Steve Martin dentist. Yes. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh-huh. 
And by the way, in case I forget it, it comes up at the end of Scrooged. The little part when he he's does, doing... That's right, he does mention that. When he's doing his little weird, you know, ad-lib Feed me, Seymour! He says, feed me, Seymour, right at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. Quick question for you. Yes. Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? <laughs> what? Why do, what, have you what? ever seen Ghostbusters? Yes. How many times? A million times? A bunch, yeah. How many times have you seen Razor's Edge? Zero times. I have never seen Razor's never Edge. Never seen Razor's I would watch it. I'm curious to see what I, a I'm Bill Murray serious piece would be. I, I really would. But, I mean, in 35 years, I've never got around to it. Okay, another side note. Just throw it over to Christmas Vacation real quick. Yeah. Jonathan, Johnny Galicki. Yeah. I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Yeah, yeah. He's 13 years old. First comedy he's ever done. First big picture that he's ever done. Right. He said that Chevy Chase would like point at him for when he was supposed to say his line, right? Yeah. He's supposed to, you know, and he was just, he, he, he and he appreciated it. He's like, I was 13. I didn't know comic timing. And Chevy Chase was a master at comic timing. Right, right. So showing it to him. And Chevy Chase kind of took him under his wing. They'd have lunch together, and occasionally Chevy would be like, let's get out of here. And they would go to different sets. So they went to Harlem Nights. Yeah. Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy. Comes up in Scrooged. <laughs> yes, one of yes. the funniest lines Best in the line movie. In the yeah. movie. Yes. I'm sorry. You know, I thought you were Richard Pryor. And also, they go and visit the set of Ghostbusters 2. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. There are all kinds of ties in this movie, and we usually do this at the beginning. We talk about the various ties. Yeah. And obviously, we've got Brian Doyle Murray as a huge one, but maybe, maybe the biggest one is the house. We talked about this in our Die Hard versus Lethal Weapon episode. This was shot on the Warner Brothers lot. So this entire movie is shot in L.A., and it's snowy and looks like Chicago. That's movie magic. Right. Todd and Margot obviously live next door to the Griswolds. The Griswolds live next door to the Murtaugh house in Lethal Weapon 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yes. It's so Todd and Margo's house. Todd and Margo's house is also the Murtaugh's house. So Todd and Margo conceivably had to fix the toilet that got blown up from Lethal Weapon 2. Right. So why is that important? Because Richard Donner, the director of Lethal Weapon, is also the guy who directed Scrooged. That's good. That's good. By the way, I got to yeah. throw this in real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you who like our stuff and follow us or whatever... We have covered Ghostbusters 2 yeah. with our friends at the Film By Podcast, Yep, Jeff and Brad. We are on their podcast covering Ghostbusters 2 if you want to catch that. It's a really good one. A lot of fun. Go over there and check them out. Guys, I just got to say, some those episodes that we've done with those guys are some of my favorites, especially the Ghostbusters 2 one. That was our first one together, and I, I we got done with that one. I was like, that was fantastic. Yeah. Those guys are great. I mean, it was just a very, very enjoyable experience to do that podcast. Please go check out, go subscribe, a film by podcast. Yep. By the way, I've got one yeah. more connection between these two movies that I want to bring up. Okay. It's a small one, though. Okay. But since we're making broad connections. Yeah. So in Scrooge, yes. Bill Murray's secretary, her name is Grace. Oh. <laughs> what? Grace! She died 30 years ago. <laughs> the blessing! <laughs> uh, yes. That actress is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. For, with you. Alfie Woodard, what? Yeah, she's Get from out Tulsa. Of here. No yeah, way! She, she is from Tulsa. The, I did not know that. Not the Betty Boop actress. The, the Alfie Woodard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
How about that? You guys may have passed in the street and you had no idea. We've probably been to Woodland Hills Mall at the same time. <laughs> probably, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> probably have. Okay, so we've we've sidetracked a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so back to Michael O'Donoghue. Yeah. He is a hot-tempered... Yeah, he's, he's a strange dude, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a strange dude. When we were talking text-wise, I was like, okay, this guy has had zero successful films other than this film. Like, he's got Scrooged. He's got all of the Saturday Night Live stuff, but he did write a little movie called Tarzoon, yeah, which is an X-rated cartoon <laughs> from the mid seventies. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. My Google search history has to be deleted after <laughs> we do some of these research. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Michael O'Donoghue has written the script. Bill Murray wasn't interested, but now, four years after his yeah. time at Ghostbusters with just a brief cameo in Little Shop of Fours, he's like, you know what? That movie sounds interesting again. Let me see it. Oh, I forgot. There's one more cameo that you probably don't remember because okay. it wasn't in a movie. It was in a video. And it was a video by a guy we, in the 80s, knew as Buster Poindexter. That's right. Now, if you're if you're maybe 10 years, 20 years older than us, you might remember this guy as the lead singer for the New York Dolls. David Johansson, Buster Poindexter. Same guy. Same guy. This is his lounge act personality is Buster Poindexter. And you will remember probably most prominently, no matter what age you are, his rendition of the song, Hot, Hot, Hot. By the way, he calls this the bane of his existence because it's like karaoke and all of the other. It's just like, oh, it's, I'm just so sorry I did the song. Now, he probably made a bajillion dollars from doing the song. Right. But I sent you the video last night and I was like, check out who shows up at one minute and 57 seconds in. Mr. Bill Murray. Mr. Bill freaking Murray there shows up and there's his other cameo before this movie. Now, as it turns out, I'm just kind of, I learned this today. Buster Poindexter, David Johansson. Yeah. He has the part of Christmas past right. in this movie, right? Right. Well, that wasn't originally supposed to go to him. This is mind-blowing. The actor that it was supposed to go to, and just, just close your eyes and imagine this if you will, it was supposed to go to Mr. Sam Kinison. Can you imagine? Perfect. I can see it. I can definitely see it. And I think that David Johansson did a fantastic job with it. I mean, he's a very, I think he played it well, very New York style. And he's a guy from New York, so it makes sense. I mean, Sam Kinison's kind of a Southern boy, so it, it's a little, it would be a different, different character entirely. Sam Kinison. Yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. By the way, and that makes more sense when you look at the broad picture. You've yeah. got a big comedian, Bill Murray. Yeah. You've got Bobcat Goldthwait, you know, yeah. plugged in to carry the comedic weight. Right. Well, Sam Kinison was really upset that he didn't get this part. And then when his buddy Bobcat Goldthwait gets a part in the movie, he's even more frustrated. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's back up for just a second. Yeah. Bill Murray, when you said he was hiding out, he was in France. Like, living in Paris, he thought about giving up acting altogether. Yeah. When I think about that, I'm like, okay, Bill Murray was hotter than hot. In fact, I read a note that said when they were building the idea of doing Scrooge, they said there's two guys that can carry this movie. Mm -hmm. They paid Bill Murray $6 million to do this. The only other person at the time that was hot enough to handle this, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and he was doing his own thing with Harlem Nights. Yeah, but we would have missed out on What About Bob, Ghostbusters 2, the Ed Wood character that's hilarious. Just a lot of parts that Bill Murray 
it was awesome in. So. Just just keep in mind that six million dollar figure for the time. He made more money than the director, the rest of the cast, and the writers combined. Wow. So originally slated to direct was Sidney Pollock. Okay. Who had worked with Bill Murray before. Yes. But it, it was in Tootsie. Oh yeah. Remember I forgot Bill Murray he was, in was yeah. He was roommate. awesome. Yeah. He's the roommate. Sidney Pollock directed that movie. But I don't remember what the reason was, but Sidney Pollock had to bow out. And so they went with another big director, up and coming really, but I mean he had done Superman, he had done The Omen, and he was He had done Goonies. He had done Goonies. And Lethal Weapon. And Lethal Weapon, which at that point, I don't know that anybody really had the idea who he was with Lethal Weapon. I mean, it was like, I think he got that job before Lethal Weapon had exploded onto the scene like it it had. But he gets slated to direct, and he's a little unsure. He's like, I've never done a comedy before. I mean, obviously, Lethal Weapon has its comedic moments, but not a full-blown comedy like this one is. But I got to say, he knocked it out of the park. His comedy in this movie with the timing of like the very unsettling zombie scenes and you know mice coming out of people's skulls and followed up by something that's absolutely hysterical is brilliant absolutely absolutely brilliant richard donner can do all the comedies he wants to do in my opinion i'm glad that you touched on that because you take a super funny improv you know second city type performance by bill murray Mm -hmm. and you add some really cool special effects dangling him outside the the window and then the christmas futures the skeleton with the guys running around his body you know We watched him Quinn. Quinn's like, whoa, dude. By the way, I, I happened to see the Japanese poster for this particular movie. Yeah. And it's got a picture of Bill Murray down at the bottom. And it's like there's a laser coming out of his hand. Like he's Emperor Palpatine or something. And and it's zooming up to the sky where it's like the ghouls that are in the chest of Christmas Future. Like it's it's not at all related to the movie. It's just kind of this weird take and then there's another one from australia where it's got like the three ghosts up above him and he's still smoking the cigar but it the the tagline is basically now it's bill murray against three ghosts which is a obviously a ghostbusters reference let's talk about that since you brought it up i'm gonna go ahead and say this yeah the poster for the movie scrooged and the poster for movie Christmas Vacation, two of the worst in the 80s. I hate them both. Really? Yes. Tell me why. On Scrooge, you got Bill Murray's giant face, and he's making this goofy look, and his hair's crazy, and it's drawn. It's not a picture. And he's lighting a cigar that's being lit by a skeleton. It's just bad. It doesn't tell you anything about the movie at all, and it's not particularly engaging. No, and it's just... It's just a draw. I mean, it's like somebody drew it, you know? Right. And somebody in art class, you know, and second s- semester. Right. Well, and the one for Christmas Vacation looks even more Worse poorly constructed. Terrible. Yeah. Now, you compare that to the original Vacation poster where he's, you know, it's got Christy Brinkley and Beverly D'Angelo and he's kind of muscled up and he looks like a champion, you it, know? It's it's a play on the Conan Barbarian, Conan yes. the Barbarian poster, right? And yes. that one's fantastic. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And then you have a second semester art student in charge of this one. It looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah, two two poorly done posters for two great movies. By the way, I saw a alternate poster for Christmas Vacation. Yeah, in Europe, I, I don't really get this. Okay, so let me paint this picture for you. So it's Christmas Vacation. He's being shocked by Christmas lights, and he's wearing a Santa's getup. Okay, okay, yeah. In this European poster I saw, yeah. it's called Holiday Vacation. No Santa getup, and he's just wearing like a coat. It's the it's the weirdest thing. He's still getting shocked. It just they huh. changed his clothes, and it's really weird. Okay, 
So back to Richard Donner for a second. Yeah. I thought this was really interesting. He had some complimentary things to say about Bill Murray. Say he's one of the most creative guys he's worked with, but he's off the rails. He's difficult to direct, Mm -hmm. right? When you ask Bill Murray his experience in this movie, he said it was a misery the entire time. Yeah. And he and Donner disagreed about everything all the time, constantly. Yeah. One of the things he said, Donner kept telling him to do it again and do it louder. Mm -hmm. And Bill Murray said, I I just think he was deaf. <laughs> One more tidbit on Richard Donner. He used to direct Gilligan's Island. Yes. There's a trivia question in the movie. What boat do they take to Gilligan's Island? Ah, that's right. And the right. whole time Bill Murray's like, "You know this. This is easy." Richard wow, Donner. Wow, nice. I Richard totally Donner. missed that connection. Nice one. That's a good one. Thank you. Okay. So, kind of talked about how Scrooge came into being. Let's jump over to Christmas Vacation. Burn some dust here. Eat my rubber. <laughs> So this one's another great story. We have our 80s beloved writer and director of all time, Mr. John Hughes. Yeah. Now, the original story was in National Lampoon magazine, and this was actually the second story. First vacation story was National Lampoon's Vacation. That became the movie. Then the second story in the magazine came out December 1980, and that was the Christmas version, written by John Hughes. Yes. Who then, of course, wrote the script for this movie as well. Right. Now... John Hughes had found this guy that we've talked about before in our Gremlins episode. Yeah. He and he's he says, Hey dude, I'd like you to come direct this new Christmas movie that I've written. And that guy's name was Chris Columbus. Mm-hmm. And the new movie was Christmas Vacation. Right. And a lot of you are gonna be right now going, I didn't know Chris Columbus directed Christmas Vacation. And you would be right. <laughs> he did not. Right. He did not. Before one frame of film was shot, uh-huh. Chris Columbus, despite the fact that this was his first opportunity to direct a and movie And he was like this, dying to direct a movie. He calls up John Hughes to say, I don't think I can work with Chevy Chase. Right. Chevy Chase had, from the outset, made his life a living hell. Thought he was inexperienced, didn't want to work with him, had this other guy in mind that he wanted to work with. And basically, he could see the writing on the wall. This was not going to work. He calls John Hughes ready to quit. And before he can even say what he wants to say, John Hughes says, Hey, you know what? I don't think you're going to fit right with this movie, but I've got another movie that I think you'd be perfect for. So it's this really beautiful, like, Hey, I know what you're about to say, and it's okay. Right. What a great thing to do for this guy. And then, of course, the movie that he gets to do is Home Alone. I know, man. It's so incredible. John Hughes knew Chevy Chase was tough to work for. Yeah. And Chris Columbus is not, I mean, he was a screenwriter. He wrote Gremlins. Mm -hmm. He wrote Goonies. Yeah. I mean, this guy is an up-and-coming major talent. So he had done a couple of movies before this. He had done Adventures in Babysitting in 87. Okay. And he did Heartbreak Hotel, which, of course, was at the same time that this was going out. And you remember he was super excited to meet Hoyt Axton (laughs) on the set of Gremlins Uh because Hoyt Axton, his mom, had written Heartbreak Hotel, right? That's right. So anyway, he did Adventures in Babysitting before Home Alone ultimately materialized and Heartbreak Hotel, which was kind of a disappointing thing. And so this was kind of when Christmas Vacation was out there, it was like, this may be your last shot, buddy. But then he gets Home Alone and with a lower budget than Christmas Vacation, it rakes it in blows the doors off yeah mind-blowing how big that movie was oh yes humongous and then ultimately he gets the harry potter movies right i mean uh, i mean just talk about a million things that he's done but yes absolutely mrs doubt fire nine months stepmom 
So in steps this guy named Jeremiah Chechnik. Now then, I looked at his IMDb page. Yeah. I don't know a lot about this guy. He hadn't done very much. Right. But the one thing that stood out to me that he had done. Yeah. One thing. The music video (laughs) for Van Halen's When It's Love. That's it. To me, that was the biggest thing on his resume before this. Before this? Yeah. Right. Now, he did a few movies after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to go from that to this? He did a couple movies after this. I mean, he's done several things. He's still a... He's still yeah, working, yeah, yeah. right? He's still yeah. making stuff. But our audience will be familiar with Benny and June. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a huge one for Johnny Depp. Yes. And then he did this movie called Diabolic, which he almost won the Worst Director of the Year award for, but lost out to Gus Van Zant, who did the remake of Psycho. I believe it's Diabolique. <laughs> you say so, buddy. I okay. Didn't, I didn't catch that hey, one. Hey, that's okay. So when they went to John Hughes... Mm-hmm. He said, you know what, guys, I'm kind of done with the Griswold story. And I'll do this third one if we can think of some idea that's really good. And I'll stick around if it's really good. And to me, this is this kind of tells how great of a writer he is because he forgets about Christmas 59. Like, he's put out all this stuff, and when he's kind of going through his old stuff, he's like, oh, yeah, Christmas 59. Yeah. That's a good idea. Christmas 59, by the way, just because we didn't clarify, that's the name of the story from National Lampoon that came out in 1980. Yeah. I mean, this is we're talking about eight years later when he's looking at this. Yeah. From what I understand, there were pages coming in every day and they were they were doing a lot of things on the fly. Now, you talked about the fact that Jeremiah Chechnik had only done Van Halen Van video, Halen video yeah. before that. He had directed some commercials as well, but I mean, this was his first filming job. And do you know what the first thing that they filmed was? What? It's the first scene in the movie where the station wagon goes underneath the logger truck. And I mean, can you imagine a harder scene to film (laughs) on your very first day? He's like, I was sure somebody was going to die and this would be the end of my career before it ever started. Yeah. But fortunately, they had a guy on set who was a fantastic stunt driver. His name was Dick Zyker. Okay. They called him Z-Man, but he was an absolute pro, and he was just able to go at the exact same speed, slide that car under there. And that first scene is so perfect because how are you going to have a driving scene in a Christmas vacation movie that's supposed to take place at the house of the Griswolds, right? Sure, sure. Well, because they're driving out to get the tree, but you've got to have that tie-in. By the way, they asked Lindsey Buckingham to write a song for this one, and he was like, I don't want to be known as the soundtrack for Vacation Guy. Well, it's the only vacation movie that doesn't have Holiday Road in it. Yeah. By the way, you talked about it, but that scene was shot in Breckenridge, Colorado. Yeah. All of the scenes that they needed lots of snow for, (laughs) they went and shot at Breckenridge, because Breckenridge always has snow early. Well, they come to Breckenridge, they show up, and no snow. Uh So they're like, oh, crap. And so they have to make their own snow, right? They make a lot of snow. (laughs) And then as soon as they get it all laid out, a snowstorm comes in, and it doesn't stop snowing the entire time that they're there. You know, I've been to Breckenridge, and I've been to Chicago. I've noticed that the Rocky Mountains are not in Chicago. We don't know how far they drove. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for the Griswold family Christmas. (laughs) Okay, so that kind of does it for the beginnings of these movies. Let's talk about the casting. All right, so the cast of Scrooge is fantastic. You've got Bill Murray's return. You've got Karen Allen, who we fell in love with as Marion Ravenwood 
from Raiders of the Lost Ark. She's like a little, like a little warm hug. Yeah, she's just so pleasant. Like she's a very different character than Marion Ravenwood, and she's got just a warm, lovely smile. So now you've got John Forsyth as Lou Hayward. Yeah, John Forsyth from Dynasty. Yes, this guy is awesome in this movie. You've got to play this pretty well straight. Yeah. And he's crusty and old. He doesn't have any eyeballs and he is dusty and dirty and pulled out of the grave. Once again, the brilliance behind the comedy is to hire straight actors for most of the parts. That's right. right? Yeah. And I got to say, one of the guys that I don't even think about until I watch this movie, but when he comes on, he's just like this burst of energy and he really engages the movie and is such a great character. And that's John Glover playing Bryce. Bryce Cummings, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like my lacrosse coach used to tell me, there is no I in T-E-A-M. That guy is brilliant. I love him. He's funny. And then the just the subtle looks that Bill Murray gives the camera and, you know, <laughs> uh, rolling I the mean, eyes. You, and... you would absolutely hate to be around this guy. He plays the obnoxiously friendly guy to a T. Let's talk about Bobcat Goldthwaite for a second. Uh, uh, why did he have all the yeah, shaky stuff? Why did he do that? Because that's a character. His stand-up guy was a character, and this movie is our first opportunity to see Bobcat Goldthwait just being Bob. I thought he was perfect. He's a little bit scared, but he's you know brave enough to kind of take on the boss in a few scenes. You know, with Excuse a shotgun. Me, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that scene when he's running around with the shotgun, going, "You better watch out." Hello, Wabbit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. I think funny. it's fantastic that the ghost of Christmas future gets interrupted by Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, that's right. Right? I mean, he's uh, Loudermilk is his character's name. Elliot Loudermilk. He, yeah, he's supposed to be going, like, he's supposed to be taking Bill Murray into this frightening, terrifying hell experience, but he's like, oh, well, hold on. There's a guy with a shotgun <laughs> here. I'll wait. <laughs> when Loudermilk gets fired, yeah. I thought it was, that scene was hilarious because he's like, uh, sir, you know, I think you're a bit off base right there. And he's like, fire that man immediately. And they're like, but sir, it's Christmas. He's like, thank you. Call the county and cancel his bonus. Right. And then he watches from the telescope. They toss him out on his butt. And he's like, he's laughing. Yeah. You, you hate this guy right off the bat, right? Yeah, four and a half minutes. Right. <laughs> okay, so we've already talked about David Johansson as the Ghost of Christmas Past, even though he does a fantastic job. Yeah, and I'm surprised he didn't do more stuff. He's got a very character-y face. I don't know why he didn't do more, honestly. Maybe he's just living off the royalties of Hot Hot Hot. <laughs> <laughs> probably so. He's probably embarrassed to see those ridiculous, weird ears that he has to wear in this movie. <laughs> or the teeth. Or the, the green teeth, Ooh. yeah. Alrighty. But Carol Kane as the Ghost of Christmas Present is my absolute favorite character in this entire movie. Sometimes you have to slap them in the face just to get their attention. Yeah. And I'm taking on my buddy Jeff Johnson because he kind of was like, gosh, she's so annoying. I'm like, yeah, but that's the whole point. She's supposed to be annoying as crap. Absolutely. So sweet that she makes your teeth hurt, right? Yeah, right. And sh- But the violence, of course, that goes... I mean, it's, it's sweet mixed with violence. And that, by the way, was how Richard Donner convinced her to be in the part. He's like, this is going to be like Glinda the Good Witch, except she's extremely, extremely violent. And it's like, oh, that sounds like a fantastic part to play. And then Bill Murray tells her, he's like, I want you to really hit me. I want you to really, like, don't hold back. Yeah. Give it to me. And so a lot of those scenes, she's really smacking the crap out of him. And you'll remember there's one part where she grabs his bottom lip and, like, pulls it down. Yes. Fine. Slap me in the face. But you kicked me in the wall. It's time to begin the journey. They had to stop (laughs) filming because she basically ripped the little 
tissue that holds the teeth to the to the lip off of Bill Murray for like four days. They shut down production. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were a couple. That was that was the injury in Scrooge. There was another in Christmas Vacation. Chevy Chase is beating up all of the Santa and the reindeer and all that. When he punches the Santa, when you see him punch the Santa, he breaks his pinky finger. Uh, I know. And then he improvs where he karate chops the antlers off and stuff. He wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah, he's he's like, well, my hands hurt. I guess I'll start kicking. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Carol Kane though, as the Glinda the Good Witch. Yeah. When she puts that glitter X on his cheek, <laughs> and then uh, when I, the first time I saw this, I could not stop laughing. Yeah. She beats the crap out of him. You close your eyes. Oh, no. I'm through. Don't Close your eyes. Well, and they've got the. Uh, they got the other brothers of Bill Murray in this movie as well. I don't know if there's another movie where all four brothers are in the I same movie. I don't think together. so. I think this is the only one. But the scene where she's hitting, where Carol Kane is hitting him with the toaster. Yes. Like Joel Murray said, he thought, oh my gosh, she's going to hit him every time. He was like, she was just barely missing him every time. But there's this scene where she's doing like little ballerina toes as she's yes. walking around. Yes. She practiced for months to get the ballerina toe point, like really went to ballet classes to get this down. And she got kind of upset because when she did it, Richard Donner thought it was absolutely hysterical. Yes. Like she's like, I was trying to do the best that I could. <laughs> she's like, it's hilarious. Keep going. When he's, she's doing the whole thing. God, yes. she was awesome. Yeah, she was really good. Back to John, Joel, and Brian Murray real quick. So yeah. Brian Doyle Murray, you've seen him in a million things. Wayne's World, Caddyshack, Vacation. We already talked about him. Yeah. Of course, Bill Murray's been in everything. John Murray was in an 80s classic, Moving Violations, which I love. It's okay. kind of like a Police Academy type of movie. Okay. John Murray is the star of that movie, Moving Violations. Okay. So, so John Murray is the Mark Harmon to Steve Gutenberg's Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't even know. I, that's a, some complicated math right there. Is what that is. Joel Murray was yeah. in One Crazy Summer with yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Some connections to some 80s classics there. All right. Who else? Have we, we've got some big hitter actors in this one. You've already mentioned John Forsyth, but we also have Robert Mitchum. Robert freaking Mitchum. I mean, dude, talk about an icon. I mean, yes. he's... Uh, there are too many movies to mention. Right. Uh, one of my favorites is Cape Fear, but he is an icon of the early 20th century movies. And here he comes in as this kind of ridiculous executive who wants to do programming for cats. <laughs> As it turns out, yeah. this is actually a prediction of the future. The Roku has programming that is specifically designed for your pets, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to entertain your dog or your cat while you're away from the house, Roku has a channel for that. Yes, Robert Mitchum. And in fact, I was going to tell you, when Quinn and I watched this, my son and I watched this last night together, I wanted to kind of gauge his reaction to it. He laughed out loud at the end when Bill Murray, you know, the finale where he kind of takes over the Christmas Carol and he starts improving and saying, you know, the Christmas miracle and we can do this. And Robert Mitchum's character is really mad and he turns around and hauls off and kicks his cat. He just takes this big old kick. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> my son thought that part was hilarious. It's so. very good. It's very funny. Robert Mitchum, funny. 
Okay, you talked about Alfred Woodard. You talked about John Glover. I want to bring up Mary Ellen Trainer. Mary Ellen Trainer is the woman that you see that Bill Murray is trying to kind of sweet talk into bed, maybe. Right. Whenever the grandmother dies from Bill Murray's yes. commercial, she's the one who's showing him the lines, and he's like, "This is great." And this is fantastic. You can see her starting to massage his shoulders, and him kind of giving her the eye or whatever. But yeah, we've talked about her a few times. So she has been in a lot of other Richard Donner movies. She was in Goonies. She played the mom in Goonies, right? Yep, she's the mom in Goonies. She's the psychiatrist in Lethal Weapon. Yes. She also plays the newscaster in Die Hard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She was married to Robert Zemeckis. She was in Romancing the Stone. She's the sister that got hit by the boomerang rocks that that's right. they were trying to rescue that's from right. Bolivia. That's so. right. That's right. The last guy I want to talk about is this guy named Michael J. Pollard. Yeah, perfect. That's where I was going to go. Okay, okay. What you got? No, so Michael J. Pollard is the guy who you will remember from this movie. He... He's one of the guys who thinks that Bill Murray is Richard Burton. <laughs> okay? Yes. When they, He's one of the homeless guys. <laughs> Bill Murray shows up at the homeless shelter. He's yes. like, say one of the lines. You're like, it's, and then if, as, as Bill Murray is leaving, he's like, hey, Richard, can you give me $2 so I can turn my heat back on? And then a little later on, we see him down in like a little sewer area, and he's frozen to death, right? Yes. That he's just, he's got a very cherubim face, you know? He's just got this very pleasing little, and his eyes are frozen open, just like, yeah. uh, just like Julie. Juliet Lewis in Christmas Vacation. And it was interesting to me that in the old Superboy series, he's the guy that plays Mr. Mitzelplick. Oh, really? And he's perfect. He's got the perfect hair. He's got the the perfect... And we have another podcast, ladies and gentlemen, called Podcast Full of Kryptonite, where we talk about Superman and Lois, the TV series that's on the CW. You should go check that out, but I maintain that's a character that needs to show up in that series. Mr. Mitzelplexen. Mr. Mitzelplexen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one more guy I want to talk about real quick. Mm -hmm. Jack McGee. Okay. He's the guy who says, I can barely see them nipples. (laughs) Improved. He improved that line. I know, right? Yeah. And Bill Murray, right after him, he's like, see, and these guys are really trying. Yeah. That guy has been in some other Donner movies as well. Okay. He was in Lethal Weapon 2. He's the guy who's shooting the nail gun that Murtaugh (laughs) uses later to nail them both. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. So there are a ton of cameos in this one, (laughs) uh, especially because of the Christmas Carol, which they're calling Scrooge, by the way. They don't ever say the Christmas Carol or a Christmas Carol. Okay. They say Scrooge. Okay. And so you've got Buddy Hackett as Scrooge. You've got (laughs) Jamie Farr as one of the... Oh, no, he's Jacob Marley in that one. Right. And then you've got some other cameos. You've got Robert Goulet. Yeah. A Cajun Christmas. Yes. And you've got Lee Majors in The Night the Reindeer Died. I would watch that movie. (laughs) Lee Majors. You've been a good boy this year, Lee. (laughs) And you got John Houseman as the narrator, who I knew from the paper chase when I was a kid, influence on my desire to become an attorney. But when I saw the movie this time and I saw Grace's mom, right? Grace is the secretary. Her mom, I'm like, I know that lady. Okay. That actress is Mabel. King, and she was in a TV series called What's Happening, which I remembered her from that, but you will probably remember her as the mom from The Jerk. (laughs) I made a sandwich for you and I wrapped it in cellophane just like you like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Another Saturday Night Live player there. You mean I'm going to stay this (laughs) (laughs) Ton of fantastic cameos throughout this one, and I don't, I'm sure we've mentioned Mary Lou Retton, but Mary Lou Retton as Mary Lou Retton. Don't forget the solid gold dancers. Oh my gosh. 
By the way, just in a weird coincidence, Solid Gold was canceled the same year that this movie came out. This is the last time we ever see the Solid Gold dancers. And man, they did a heck of a performance in it, I gotta say. You could hardly even see them nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really trying. I was really trying. <laughs> Actually, the uh, the kiss that Bill Murray has with the Solid Gold dancer under the mistletoe? Yes. Improved. Well, she did a good job with that one. Yeah. She's grabbing his necktie. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we ready to flip back to the cast of Christmas Vacation? Let's do it. All right. Oh! oh! Ella, I fixed it! Lights! Everybody come out quick! Look at the lights! Oh my gosh, what an all-star lineup we have for such a small cast. I know, right? You're going to have to help me understand the magnitude of some of these older actors, okay? Sure. All right, so let's start off. I mean, you have to have Chevy Chase as Clark W. Griswold. I mean, you can't change the family members. Oh, wait. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can, actually. Wow, isn't it so weird that every single time, not only are they different actors but they're different ages like it's very weird and they reverse you know like and i think they even mention rusty in this episode as being in the navy as though there's a russ and a rusty i don't and bethany's just confused it's all very weird okay so you got chevy chase as you know sparky (laughs) clark w was griswold i cannot tell you how many times in my household, not in any inappropriate way. I've said, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Wild animals. <laughs> and then you have Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen Griswold. She's back. I believe she was the first set of movie boobies I ever saw. Ah, uh, yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, and you, you mentioned... She was not very old. She was 29 when she did the first Vacation movie. Yeah. And she's supposed to be the mother of like 15 to 16-year-olds. Right. I can see Beverly Angelo getting busy a little bit early on. Majors. Yeah. Majors. Yeah, she's sexy. Yep. Then you have Juliette Lewis as Audrey Griswold. Right. Now, Juliette Lewis, I didn't realize this until later. Have you seen Every Which Way But Loose? Yes, I have. The guy who's in that as... Clint Eastwood's kind of sidekick guy. Yes. It's her dad. I knew that. Yes. Yeah. So in this one, we've got John Galecki as Rusty. He's a little 13-year-old kid in this one, despite (laughs) the fact that he was older in the other ones. Right. Right. And this is his first movie comedy scenario. I mentioned earlier that Chevy Chase was kind of pointing at him and feeding him lines. There's the one part where he's like, he's like, we checked every bulb, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, maybe we should go. Oh, I got to get to bed. I got to feed the hog. Yeah. He goes through all that. Those were all ad lib lines that Chevy Chase had given him. And if you'll notice, he pulls his sleeve back and he looks at his wrist as though there's a watch there and there's no watch there, Uh which is a classic Chevy Chase bit. So he totally fed him all of that. Wonderful. Which, of course, now John Galecki goes on to be one of the major cast members in The Big Bang Theory, which is a huge comedy. It is. It is. I I saw an interview with him and they said that his friends were several years later, they're like, so you were in that movie with Juliette Lewis. He's yeah. like, yeah. And they're like, did you make out with her? It's like, <laughs> I was 12. No, I didn't make out with her. She barely knew I existed. Yeah, she was into older guys. Not younger yeah. guys. By and, the way, Juliette Lewis, uh-huh. Natural Born Killers, oh, California. Yeah. Huge. I mean, she's been in tons of stuff. Since tons so. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. John Galecki also, I remember him from Roseanne. He was the one of the boyfriends That's in right. Roseanne. Okay. Diane Ladd plays Nora Griswold. That's Clark's mom. Yeah. Now she's 
Classic Hollywood actress. Yes. She was in Chinatown. She was in Wild at Heart. She's been in a ton of stuff. So she's good friends with Shirley MacLaine. Okay. okay? Yeah. So Diane Ladd had gone on and married this doctor, and they moved to Florida, and Shirley MacLaine calls her and says, what are you doing? Why are you not in Hollywood? She's like, well, I'm married to this guy, and we're living in Florida. Plus, there's no good roles for me in Hollywood anymore. Okay. And Shirley MacLaine's like, get your butt back to Hollywood right now. There's tons of great stuff for you. You're too good an actress to be hiding out in Florida. Uh-huh. So she said, fine. So she went back to Hollywood, and that's when she landed this role. Wow. She's in movies that are coming out right now, this year. She plays Clark's mom, and she's only like six years older than Chevy Chase. And then we have a couple of big hitters. We've got E.G. Marshall. Yeah. Dude. 12, 12 Angry, Angry Men. Men. Yeah. He was. He is a monster. And what was the... We've talked about another movie that he was in. What would, What did we talk about? He was the president in Superman 1 and 2. That's right. That is right. Go check out our Superman 1 and 2 versus Man of Steel episode. But yeah, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, he plays the president. And of course, classic. I mean, brilliant actor. Again, big 20th century actor. By and the way. Go ahead. Superman, directed by? Richard Donner. There you go. Then we've got Doris Roberts, who plays Francis. She's hysterical. You've seen her in a million things. She's always going to be Ray's mom from Everybody Loves Raymond. Right, right. She is the freaking funniest in that in that TV show. I don't think she really gets to shine in Christmas Vacation as much as she does in Everybody Loves Raymond. Well, she has the fantastic part where she faints with the squirrel. <laughs> hysterical. Yes. And then we have the return of Cousin Eddie himself, Mr. Randy Quaid. Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I would not be as surprised as I am right now. I can still remember hearing that line for the first time, and I could not stop laughing. <laughs> it was so well-placed, so brilliant, loved, loved it. Now, here's a deep cut for you. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Gene Autry has a song in this one. Here comes okay. Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Yeah, okay. Randy Quaid's grandfather is Gene Autry's cousin. Really? Okay. (laughs) And the only reason I know that is because I watched the audio commentary and he's like, oh yeah, Gene Autry there, that's my third cousin. And he's, they're like, what makes it a third cousin? He's like, it's my grandfather's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) How about that? That's cool. Right. And then of course, also the return of Miriam Flynn, who plays cousin Eddie's wife, cousin Catherine. Cousin Catherine. Yeah. Just the chemistry between those two is so good. When he's kind of pinching our butt and stuff, he's like, don't forget the rubber sheets and the gerbils. <laughs> That's a throwaway line that you can barely hear. Uh, it's brilliant. And she just rolls with it just for whatever, you know? Yeah, it is, it's really hysterical. And she, this is the thing that she pointed out. They're watching the movie as they do the commentary, and she's like, oh, he's got a Tasmanian, there's Tasmanian Devil Cup. And I'm like, so? It's just Clark drinking out of this cup right she was the voice of taz's mom in the tasmanian devil series that was on back in the whenever it was okay that's a marty moose cup by the way not that cup when that he's cup? in the office when he's in the office just oh, before okay, all okay. the guys march in he's drinking out of a tasmanian devil cup okay cool yes. cool cool okay by the way first christmas that we had at my office party about everybody marty the moose cups nice nice i saw them on sale at target the other day by the way in this movie, you have the infamous actress from the movie Troll that I just watched the other day, <laughs> which was terrible. Okay. Julia Louise Dreyfus. 
Okay. You mentioned that she was super hot back then. Yes. Yeah. And she had been in Saturday Night Live at this point. She's obviously got brilliant comedic timing. Still looks really good in this one. Looks great. It's almost like they've got a separate movie going on for those two. And I love it. The guy who plays her husband is a guy named Nicholas Guest. Okay. You probably have heard of his brother, Christopher Guest. Oh, yeah, I have. Waiting for Guffman. He's the six-fingered man in Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. I mean, Spinal Tap. Also married to Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way. So, good job, him. Wow, good for him. Yeah, he's doing great there. So, his brother, Nicholas Guest, is the guy who plays Todd. And how many times in your life do you say, why is the carpet wed, Todd? I don't don't know, know, Margo. It is a... Thing that we go to routinely every year. Okay. We also have to bring up William Hickey as Lewis Griswold. Dude, an acting icon, was a teacher for a ton of great actors, but really just kind of did it for the love of the game. I mean, he would give acting lessons for $5. But brilliant actor. He was 20 years younger than Aunt Bethany whenever he's playing this part, but nails that. It was originally, that part was supposed to be George Burns. So you can totally see that with the stogies and the wig and all that other stuff. He totally nails that, despite the fact that he was a much younger, I think he was... Maybe not even quite 60. I mean, very, <laughs> very young guy playing this part. But He has brilliant. some of the best lines in the movie. Yeah. Where he's like, you couldn't hear a dump truck drive through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> yes. The blessing. Yes. And then, of course, we have Aunt Bethany played by May Questel. May Questel, who was the original Betty Boop and also the original Olive Oil. Holy crap. Talk yeah. about a resume here. I knew she was Betty Boop. I didn't know she was olive oil. Yeah. And obviously she's passed on since then, but man, all of her scenes are iconic in this in this way. Grace died 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I pass wind? <laughs> did the room clear out? <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay. And one more person we got to talk about. Yeah. Nicolette Scorsese. Not related to Martin Scorsese. Yeah. But I don't care. <laughs> I don't either. I, I just have to think, for the casting process for this movie, they had to go, can we see your hip? Exactly. <laughs> and she had the perfect hip. Oh, she... Can barely even see the lines. Have, 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 can't have. even see the lines, uh, can you, Russ? Yes. <laughs> hey, you know something funny that... I'm going to be the dummy here for a second. Yeah. It took me a few viewings yeah. to realize... That the girl working in the retail lingerie part of the store, Mm -hmm. where she's showing her underwear to Clark, she's the pool girl. It's the same girl. Oh, Jason. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's just some things that you can't say out loud. Uh, This goes back to our Rio episode all over again. I'm not even going to revisit that. How did you not know that that was the same girl? I just thought she was another girl in a red red bathing suit. Oh, my gosh. My guy. My guy. I don't know what to say about that. We better move on. She wasn't wearing lingerie. She threw me off. (laughs) I was looking at her face. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at Cousin Eddie there for a second. If I know father, he's out there chasing beaver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, do you have any more? Nope, that's it. Okay, so there's one more name that i got to mention. This is kind of, you could easily glaze over this one, but it's okay. It's just worth worth mentioning, okay? Okay. Maybe just because of this random movie trivia. The Boss's Wife, right? Yes, okay. 
played by Natalia Nagolich. Yes. You can kind of hear... Leontovich? Nagolich. Natalia okay. Nagolich. Okay. Was that something that I missed? I thought maybe she was related to the guy who did Carol of the Bells, but keep no. going. No. Okay. Not even <laughs> one similar letter in that whole thing. <laughs> okay. And then an L. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> Natalia Nagolich. Okay. So she's the wife. Right, yes. and he's like, you know, how I was thinking about not doing bonuses this year, and she's like, Oh, you, you... didn't. Yeah, yeah, right. That actress provided the voice for Mon Mothma in the radio adaptation of Return of the Jedi. Okay, and that is a random bit of trivia, but wow. I saw it and I was like, Well, I, I miss what we do here at the Shirley Podcast. Mon so. Mothma. Yeah, there you go. That is fantastic. Yep. Okay, guys, that is going to do it for part one of this comparison. We will be back. Next week for part two, where we will give you the production and the reception of these movies, and we will give you our final judgment, final judgment on which one of these movies is the best. Come back next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Don't forget to subscribe or follow on your podcast app. Don't forget to come check us out on Twitter, at Shirley Podcast, or on Facebook, at Shirley Podcast. We're on Instagram, too. We don't do a lot over there, but go ahead and check us out, man. We love the followers wherever we can get them. That's right. Check out our YouTube page. We've got some videos out there now. You can check those out. It's pretty cool. You can see what we look like. Exactly. Yeah. We did have somebody, our friend Amanda said that she had us switched. Yeah, that's right. Another person that we've never met before commented on our YouTube page, and she's like, you guys look nothing like I thought you did. Okay. Hope we didn't scare you off. <laughs> That's not what I heard. I heard she, you guys look freaking awesome. 